This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. What are jazz standards that can help you improve quickly but not leave your brain hurting? Well, today I'm going to show you an easy jazz standard that does exactly that. Coming right up. What's up, Brent here from Learn Jazz Standards, where I help musicians just like you learn how to play jazz all while shortening the learning curve, no matter what instrument you play. Welcome to another great quick win episode of the podcast, where we do jazz improv tips, jazz theory tips, jazz practicing, but we also do deep dives into jazz standards like today's episode. So make sure you subscribe at your favorite podcast listening app. And make sure you never miss out on any episodes going on here. I'm going to show you a jazz standard that not only is fairly simple to play and learn, but also really packs a big punch. And I'm going to give you three different reasons why learning this jazz standard is actually going to really compound and help you learn and play other jazz standards exponentially better. And no, it's not autumn leaves and it's not a blues just to spoiler that away. It's the jazz standard called There Is No Greater Love. So first of all, why is this tune easy? So There Is No Greater Love is easy for two reasons. One, from the harmony, has some very simple harmony where it's only going through two different key centers. So it's going through the key center of uh, B flat major as well as G minor. We're going to go over that really quick and look at a chords analysis. But uh, the second thing is because the melody is kind of simple and repeatable. Sounds like this. section so you can hear it kind of repeats itself quite a bit and then when we get to the B section it sounds like this right and then it repeats itself again melody really simple you can use the melody actually to solo when you're actually playing a solo over top of there's no greater love so not a bad melody to learn and also the harmony is relatively simple but speaking of the harmony let's go ahead and jump right into looking at this tune and we're gonna look at a chords analysis here and i'm gonna give you three reasons why this is gonna really be a powerful tune for you to learn reason number one is that we are dealing with relative keys okay the relative relative major and the relative minor. Take a look over here. So we got a B flat major seven, which has two flats, B flat and E flat. So that is the parent key of the tune. Now, when we talk about relative keys, we're talking about a major key and a minor key that are related to each other with the scale that is associated with them. So in this particular case, we go down to the bridge section and that was the part that goes... 
right? So it's A minor 7 flat 5 D7 to a G7, and the G7 is the relative minor. So really, those are just the two main key centers of the tune, but they're also related to each other. So a lot of the notes that we're working with when we're improvising or walking bass lines or comping, they have relations to each other, and you're going to see relative keys come up in tons of jazz standards. Obviously, Autumn Leaves is one that you see it, but lots of other jazz standards. So if you understand the concept of relative keys, then everything is going to make a lot more sense when you see it come up in other jazz standards. Reason number two that There's No Greater Love is going to really give you a good bang for your buck is it is an amazing study of 251 chord progressions. Okay. So to understand what two, five, one chord progressions are in the first place, um, let's quickly take a look at this major diatonic series of seventh chords. So the major diatonic series of seventh chords is essentially harmonizing a major scale with seventh chords. So let's go to the teacher's key really quick to C major. So we have C major seven is the one D minor seven is the two E minor seven is the three F major seven is the four G7 is the 5, A minor 7 is the 6th, and then B minor 7 flat 5 is the 7th, and resolve it up to the 1 again, right? So when we take a look at the major diatonic series of 7th chords, what's a 2-5-1 in the key of B flat major? Well, it's C minor 7 is the 2, F7, and then B flat major 7 is the 1. So when we take a look at the entire tune, especially when we get to the bridge, it's basically just minor two five ones. A minor seven flat five, D seven, G minor seven. Now with minor harmony, it's a little bit more tricky than the major diatonic series of seventh chords because you can harmonize three minor scales with seventh chords. You can harmonize the harmonic minor, the relative minor, and the melodic minor, and you're going to get different results. But a two five one, important to know, is pretty much every single time going to be an A minor seven flat five to a D7, a dominant seventh, to a minor seventh chord, a one chord. Now, when we look at all of There Is No Greater Love, pretty much almost exclusively, with a few exceptions, it's all minor 2-5-1 chord progressions and major 2-5-1 chord progressions. So do you think by learning this tune and getting 2-5-1s, being able to play chords, the comping, being able to play bass lines, being able to improvise over them, if you really study this tune, do you think it's going to help you in all the rest of jazz? Absolutely, because two five ones are just everywhere in jazz. So having mastery over those is going to be really helpful going forward. Reason number three is another important concept that comes up a lot in jazz, and it's the concept of what we call secondary dominance. Okay, so a secondary dominant by definition is taking a dominant seventh chord and using it to tonicize another diatonic chord in the series. So again, going back to our major diatonic series of seventh chords, and let's go back to the, the concert C, C minor seven, and D minor seven is our two chord. But if I wanted to tonicize that, all I have to do is put a five chord in front of that two chord, and that's what we call a secondary dominant. So the five chord, D minor seven, would be A seven. So if I go A seven, the D minor 7, that secondary dominant is making the D minor sound like it is a new tonal center, even though we're still in the same key. So we see this happening in There Is No Greater Love. Uh, for example, in bars 3 and 4, there's a D minor 7 flat 5, a G7 going to a C7. C7, by the way, is a secondary dominant, but we'll leave that out for a second. You know, D minor 7 flat 5 and G7 aren't necessarily in the key of B flat major, 
but we're basically adding that G7 to toticize that C7 there. And we're throwing a two in front of it. So throwing a two in front of the secondary dominant, which is the G7, makes that C7 sound like a new tonic. Now, C7 in and of itself is also not uh, the two chord, right? I mean, the two chord is a minor seventh chord. But actually, it's basically what we call the five of five. It's another secondary dominant, basically saying that the C is now the five chord of the five chord, which is F. So if that's confusing, well, just dig deep into this tune and you'll start seeing this come up. This is a great introduction to secondary dominance. It happens quite a bit in jazz. And so once you understand that basic concept of how that works, you can start compartmentalizing all these concepts and make it simpler for yourself. So that's all for today's quick win episode. I would highly encourage you to learn There Is No Greater Love. And one great way to do that, if you've never learned jazz standards or know how to learn them well, is to get my Learn Jazz Standards the Smart Way free guide. Go to learnjazzstandardsthesmartway.com. Also leave a link in the description in the show notes as well. Totally free. We'll help you uh, get a real clear process for how to properly learn them and learn them by ear effectively, even if you've never done that before. Uh, as always, uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as leave a rating review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Really appreciate that. Always helps. Until next time, happy practicing, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. Learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.